Hey guys, I'm recording this here on April 5th. It's Sunday. Everyone's trying to survive the crisis. Quick note to you guys, we are moving. You know, you used to delay these episodes by, you know, four to eight months after we recorded them in terms of releasing them on the podcast. We've changed that. A lot of these interviews you're going to hear over the next many months are going to be ones we recorded only days prior. We think that's a smarter way to run the show. I've made the change. So expect more urgent information coming out. Secondly, I am getting destroyed on iTunes reviews by these people that say Nathan's rude, he's hard hitting, blah, 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 which by the way, I am. It's part of my style. It's what works. The problem is people that love that style never take the time to go leave a five-star review. So I only get one or five-star reviews on iTunes. And right now there's a streak of one-star reviews that is driving me crazy. It would mean the world to me, guys. If you're loving the show, you love how direct I am, you like the style, if you go leave a review on iTunes now, if you do that and tweet it to me, text it to me, email it to me, whatever you want. I'm going to reply with a very special surprise. I think a lot of you guys will really like it is heavy, heavy data oriented. All right. So I appreciate that. Thanks guys. Enjoy the show. Bombora again, built a massive data cooperative with big B2B publishers. Many of these are exclusive. The company broke 26 million bucks in revenue in 2018, 30 million in 2019. I projected 20 to 30% growth this year, maybe a little tighter, obviously because of the virus, but more importantly, they're looking at very unique data set uh, into what B2B brands are doing in terms of searching for vaccinations or things related to COVID. It's obviously increasing purchasing uh, searches and things related to purchasing going down. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Eric Matlick. He guides the vision and corporate strategy at a company called Bombora, bringing over 15 years in founding board and executive management experience. Prior to the company, he was founder and CEO of several advertising technology companies, including Madison Logic. He also founded Industry Brains and Media Brains. He began his career in ad sales at Ziff Davis and divides his time between Miami and New York. Eric, you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. All right, Good man. To be here. So a couple things, if you know, quick highlights, if people missed your first interview, you're playing in the B2B intent data space, but you're a rare case where you've actually bootstrapped the company to pretty significant scale, correct? Correct. Yeah. That's, I mean, you don't want to brag about yourself, but I, I teamed I like up. Brag. Yeah, no, we, we, we've taken a different path. We didn't raise a lot of venture money. We've uh, self-funded pretty much and um, have bootstrapped and grown to pretty, pretty good size, pretty good scale. Uh, what, what scale are you at right now? Scale wise, it depends on how you measure it. You know, we have a hundred and little over 130 employees. We're well over $30 million a year in revenue. Um, a lot of our revenue over, over 50, close to 65% of our revenue today is subscription revenue. So SaaS, but with a data spin to it, it's so a really DAS, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. And okay. So walk, let's, let's, we're going to talk about virus stuff here in a second, but let's talk pre-virus first. What's the main use case of how people are using you, you know, B2B, B2B SaaS companies using you before the virus? In other words, what does is, what is, what is Bumboard do and what is our, what is our product? Our, our core yeah. product is what we call company surge analytics. And think about it at a high level of we're able to identify uh, what companies are doing heavy business research on or showing a propensity to potentially buy uh, a product. So in order to do that, we, we canvas about literally millions of companies worldwide. We monitor their consumption habits. We build trends and baselines. And we identify if there's a spike or what we call a surge in research activity on some really granular topics, about 7,000 topics that we care about. Okay, and how many so customers? You're a marketer, so if you're a marketer, how you use that, right? So you would, you would look at the, the data and it would identify out of the universe of companies that you care about, which ones are most likely to be your next prospects. And then there's a number of ways you can use this data as a, as a marketer. Uh, number one is sales enablement, right? You have most marketers have sales teams, SDRs, outbound sales teams, and they usually have a, a list of accounts that they are trying to sell into or renew. 
and um, this will identify of those prospects which subset is going to be most respondent to their messaging, whether it's a phone call or an email or, or other tactics. So that's on the sales enablement side. Another way to think about us is uh, on the marketing, on the marketing side of things, you, you're typically doing uh, campaigns that could be ABM campaigns or, or targeting specific companies with display advertising, um, digital advertising, billboard advertising, whatever it might be. We're able to help you identify which subset of the universe or, or your um, ideal customer profile um, you should be marketing to and with what message. So we're able to also identify of the companies that you are, are trying to engage with, what are they researching right now, and what are the what is the messaging or even the content that you should that you should put in front of those those individuals to get the best response. So, Eric, on the sales enablement side, if I'm a company that wants to pay to use Bombora, I might upload my customer list to you. I'm a tool, I'm, and I sell to my customer list like an MPS measuring tool. You'll basically tell me each morning, each week, hey, you should reach out to this company because someone from their IP address at their location was just searching NPS tools last week or yesterday. You know, they're going to buy soon. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, when I think about that there and get into the tactics, uh, most of our customers and prospects use Salesforce. They have such market share. So we have an integration into Salesforce. And the way it would work is when you're about to start your day as a sales professional, you log in and it shows you um, your accounts, which what are, what are they interested in, which ones are most likely to engage with you because they're surging on, on products or services that you sell. So it sort of highlights them, surfaces them, brings, brings them to the top uh, so that you start to, your day and, and reach out to those customers. Your are, tech, are though, is cookie-based? Sorry? Cookie-based, IP address-based? We use a lot of different tactics. Um, you know, at the core of what we do, uh, there's, there's a few a few pieces of technology that we've, we've, we've built. Uh, first is an NLP engine, so we are able to ident identify, and I should back up for one second. The reason that we're able to do what we do is because over the last five years, we've built out a data cooperative. We've worked with thousands of B2B publishers uh, from some of the biggest B2B brands you've ever heard of to some very niche uh, B2B publishers. Um, we, we cover essentially anywhere that a business professional will do research. It's pretty much who we work with. G2, Captera, Discover Org. I'm talking about the publishers, more like the Wall Street Journal's, the Forbes's, the Business Insiders, and Bloomberg's, as well as the Queen Street, like many, 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 many publishers. And that's where people go to do research, right? When they're, when they're researching products to buy. So we're on all of those publishers. And by the way, 70% of those relationships that we have with those publishers are exclusive. So there, there is no way to, to get the, um, the buying signals anywhere else other than through Bombora. Right. Um, you know, in order to, to make, to turn all of this content consumption, if you will, into something that a marketer or a salesperson cares about and turn it into what we call a company surge, we have to build a lot of the intellectual property ourselves. We built an NLP engine, which looks at all those pages. We see 30 billion pages on a given month. Those are events of users reading content. And we have to look at those, try to understand what those pages are about and identify if they map to one of our topics in our taxonomy. Mm -hmm. And as you mentioned, the IP address is pretty important as well, right? Being able to identify that, um, that a user is actually working, works at a particular company, you usually do that through looking at the IP address, if you could determine what domain owns that IP address. So we call that IP to domain or IP to company. Um, we built our own um, graph, if you will, identity graph of, of 
IP addresses and what domains they are. So that's another piece of the model. Do all that you. And how many customers are paying you now today? There's there's close to two thousand customers that purchase the Bomboy data. Uh, we until very recently we sold almost exclusively through channel partners. Uh, we just launched our own um, direct sales effort and what we call our growth effort by going after uh, by building our own sales team. And today we have almost 200 customers that are buying us directly. Okay. So these are ACVs then that are going to, on average, are going to be in like the, what, 30, 40, 50, $100,000 range? Yeah. Our, our ACV was around 150, but it's, it's, um, it'll go down actually now that we're focusing on, a, an, on the uh, mid market, if you will. And so those are like the $30,000 range um, ACVs. Yeah. But 30, in AR, 30 million in AR today, and that's up from about how much a year ago? Well, like I said, so so a year ago, we only exclusively focused on the largest companies in the world, so your Fortune 1000, and so it was a different package that we presented to them. They could use it worldwide. They got more topics. There was a different. Essentially, they got more a lot more data. The ACV there, or ARR, uh, was around 125 to 150. Okay, sorry, no, no. I just meant your. I was just going back to a macro level. The entire company's growth. You said you're at about a 30 million run rate today. Where were you a year ago? Yeah. Uh, so, well. Two years, nine, nine, 2000 and, and uh, 19, we did over 30. Uh, okay. 2018 was 26. Uh, this year, we were planning on growing around 35%. And uh, yeah. I'll tell you that we, we did we did take our numbers back a little bit over the last few weeks. Well, so talk, let's, let's go into the virus stuff now. So as a CEO of a SaaS company, let's start there. How did you alter those plans? Yeah. So we... Um, how did we alter what the financial plans or just overall strategy or? Yeah. Talk to me first about like, okay, you thought, you, you know, you projected you know, before the virus that you're going to 25, 30%. You have a strategy meeting with the team. By the way, you don't really answer to anyone either. So it's not like you're reporting these out to a VC firm, correct? Correct. Yeah. yeah so this is really for your own internal purposes. I mean, how, how have you changed the make of the company in the face of the virus? Did, have you laid people off, furloughed, like what strategic decisions? Yeah, interestingly enough, you know, we haven't done, we haven't had to do anything like that. We haven't um, done any furloughs. We haven't laid anyone off. Uh, business is, is as 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 usual for us right now. We we actually had a very strong Q1. In fact, in March, in the last two weeks in March, even we closed more new logos, new customers than we've really ever closed before. And I think that's a strong testament to what our team has built and the, the value of the product. And I think that. Now, more than ever, it's really important for companies to try to identify what's working, what's not working, which companies are really going to buy from them or not. They have less resources. Everyone's looking at their budget, and we're able to identify what companies are really interested in and who's likely to buy or not. So fortunately, things haven't, haven't, haven't changed there. Um, we have, I will tell you, on our, on our own budget, the, the big obvious thing is that we had a, we had a big budget for a larger, our largest part of our budget was for events. You know, we do a lot of events. And for a small company like ours, I call ourselves small still, we're under 500 employees. Um, we, we, we had a big hole in our budget as all these events got uh, canceled. We are redeploying some of that money to other tactics that are lead gen oriented, um, but we won't deploy all, all of it. We'll, 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 we'll hold on to some of that because we're trying to be a little cautious about what the rest of this year looks like, especially the next quarter or two. The other thing that we're doing as a business, and this is appropriate probably to any of your uh, anyone that's listening that has less than 500 employees, we are actively looking at the, the CARE Act. We've already applied. We put our application in uh, specifically for the PPP, um, and we're trying to get uh, some of that money to 
uh, you know, apply towards um, employees and rent and things like that. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Eric, what, so that math on that is February 2019 to January, January 2020, total payroll excluding contractors divided by 12 to get it average per month multiplied by 2.5. I mean, what are you expecting right. there, like a two, $3 million check? It, it, exactly. It's a little over a million for us. I, I have no idea what to expect. We put the application in and um, it's, uh, it's a whole process. Yeah. This morning, right? Learning. I mean, it's April 3rd. We're recording this. It just opened today. So you did it with your bank this morning? Yeah, we did it. Well, we've been working on it for a couple of days and um, for a few days, actually. And as we're doing it, obviously, they're changing the rules. They're, they're announcing new rules. But but yeah, we're yeah, it's, a, it's interesting times. But it's yeah, process. it certainly helped to, to have that. And, and, uh, yeah. So let's now shift. You have a very unique, maybe the uniquest view into like B2B behavior as at, at a macro level because of the virus, right? You're looking at Wall Street Journal, Bloomberg, you have access to all these things. Do you believe, you know, just general interest in B2B is going to be increasing or declining as everyone's now remote and people are not going to offices? So, first of all, we know it's increasing. That That's actually something I can show you. And that's what this chart is. I don't know if you can see my screen. Yeah, describe it to us for people listening to audio only. So, yeah, what, what, the, what this is showing that there's the amount of consumption that business professionals are doing. Um, has been very steady in the last few weeks has, has increased significantly. Of course, as you would expect, um, this looks at a bunch of different large topical areas like business, energy, finance, healthcare, HR, legal, marketing, and technology. The biggest winners are finance and healthcare, as you can imagine, yep. right? So finance, uh, people are, are looking at anything financial right now. There's a lot of uncertainty. Healthcare, self-explanatory, right? Those are the biggest gainers. There's, the point is that there's a lot of business uh, research going on. In fact, it's, it's more than more than ever. Um, so the, um, the the other thing that I so at, at, that's at a sort of a content level. But what we do as a business, which is more specific, is we look at there's a, the, the difference between just consuming content and sort of the propensity to buy, right? So you could consume a lot of content. That doesn't mean that you're doing research in order to purchase a product. Right. And that's that's a big difference di- distinction. So we, we took a look at, well, what does this mean for companies that are planning to buy products and how does that compare to last year? OK. And so seasonally, we usually do see companies coming out of December in January. There's a bit of a lull as they're doing finishing their budgets. They're distributing their budgets. They haven't decided what they're going to purchase yet. But then by the first or second week in February, companies start looking like they're going to purchase products and purchase services. And so their propensity to buy starts to scale up very quickly throughout February and March. This year, we saw that dynamic start to happen in the first and second week in February. 
But by the second week in February, something very strange happened. And all of a sudden, there was a pretty big diversion or a dip in company propensity to purchase. And we know why that was, most likely because of COVID. And, and that is actually what happened over the last six weeks. The good news here is that last week was the first week where we saw, saw a normalization, um, a stabilization, and even a slight increase. Yeah, the trough. We hit a trough, it looks like, potentially. That's what it looks like. And, and by the way, we're, we're monitoring this day by day, week by week right now to, to see if this stabilizes and continues to, to scale back up. We're keeping a very close eye on that, but I thought that would be very interesting because all your anyone that's that's listening is 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 likely selling to other businesses or purchasing or selling products. So this is a this is a pretty important macro uh, chart to look at. Yep. And then just to, for validation purposes, our our team wanted to see well how accurate is is our data, and I'm sure enough we did a we we we, we asked our our um, our engine to tell us uh, what what was the consumption by companies on the topic vaccination, right? That's pretty specific. And um, we looked at it over the last few months and it was very stable in November and December, uh, roughly 30 to 40,000 companies in the world are really looking at vaccination as a topic. All of a sudden on January 20th, it happens to be the same day that, that the WHO organization announced its first cases of COVID in the United States. It was in the New York Times. Literally on that day, all of a sudden it starts spiking across our data set. And the number of companies that were doing significant research um, and an increased research on that topic started to spike. And it's continuing to spike. And today we're up to about 180,000 companies uh, that, are, that are surging on the word vaccination. Yep. Interesting trends here. Eric, put out a link real quick. Is there a link you're publishing this data on a weekly basis that my audience can continue to check out? Yeah, we're, we're, it'll be on our website. Where we literally just we just published this and announced it internally for our company this week. We just did our all hands this morning. And there's a couple of, uh, we, we'll release it early next week. It'll be on our website at bombora.com. We'll okay. Up. And just so people understand like the technical prowess going into your platform, you said total team size is about 130 people. Is that right? Correct. How many engineers? Well, let's let's, let's just say R and D. R and D is about fifty percent. Fifty percent. Okay, sixty-seven. There's data science in there. I don't know if you put data science and engineering. That's why I say data science, engineering, product, Q and A. It's fifty. And how many quota carrying reps do you have? Out of curiosity, hmm. it's just under twenty. Twenty. Okay, there you guys. There you guys have it. Eric, this is good stuff, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. We'll make sure we link to this data in the show notes as well. Um, but wrapping up here, number one favorite business book. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a business book. I, I'll tell you. I literally just read. You said it. Lords of Finance last time. I just said it last time. Um, I'm not sure this cons- is considered a business book, but I just finished Zooked a couple of years ago. <laughs> um, so I'll just I'll go with that. So number that. number two is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oof, I, I can't. No, I there's so many. I, oh, we'll, uh, we'll skip it. Number yeah. three is there a favorite online tool that you're using to build the company? <sighs> Zoom is top of mind now. I'm on it all day long now that we're working from home. So. Yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep are you getting? I'm, get, I'm, I'm good in that category now. I'm, I'm hitting my eight hours, seven to eight hours every night. Fair enough. All right. And situation, situation married, single kiddos? Four kids. Uh, married and four kids. Four kids. And how old are you? 19, 17. No, no, 15. you. <laughs> you. Oh, me. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> 
That's personal. Uh, 49 still. Yeah, so that'd be a very Hang personal. Kids age, right here. kids age would be personal. Yours not so much. Okay, 49 yeah, yeah. years young. Uh, last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Oh, that I don't know as much as I thought I knew. <laughs> Guys, there you have it. Bombora, again, built a massive data cooperative with big B2B publishers. Many of these are exclusive. The company broke 26 million bucks in revenue in 2018, 30 million in 2019. I projected 20 to 30% growth this year, maybe a little tighter, obviously, because of the virus. But more importantly, they're looking at very unique data set uh, into what B2B brands are doing in terms of searching for vaccinations or things related to COVID. It's obviously increasing purchasing uh, searches and things related to purchasing going down. We'll check up on Bombora.com to stay updated. Eric, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you.